Hey, it's John Terry with Vision Advisors, and welcome to this issue of Insight with Vision. I want to talk a few minutes about missed opportunities using tax-free exchanges. I'm talking about Internal Revenue Code Section 1035. Now, for those of you that may not be familiar with IRC Section 1035, what we refer to in the insurance industry as 1035 is a unique provision in the tax code that allows your client to exchange one type of life insurance policy or annuity for another. It allows them to first expand to their changing needs without losing what they've gained in an older contract. Maybe it's a husband and wife that needed life insurance while their kids were young, and now they're grown and they've got substantial assets. That life insurance policy isn't as important as it was in the past, and there's other needs they have. Maybe it's income. Maybe it's long-term care. Whatever it may be, you can repurpose those dollars and have an opportunity to not lose the gains they've already made inside of that policy by utilizing what's referred to as a 1035 exchange. And in doing so, it's going to allow that client, number two, to avoid the adverse tax consequences of having to surrender the policy, take the cash, potentially pay taxes on the gains, and then reinvest the money elsewhere. Now, the sad part is for new advisors and even for veteran producers, it's often overlooked, it's often underutilized because many advisors don't understand what policies are eligible for a 1035 exchange. So this is the question I want to answer in the few minutes we've got together today in this edition of Insight with Vision. Let's start with life insurance. When we have an opportunity to utilize Section 1035 to do a exchange, a tax-free exchange, we can go from one life insurance policy to another. We can go from a life insurance policy to an endowment contract. Now, what is an endowment contract? Typically, that's a single premium life insurance solution. One premium and you're done. Life insurance can also be exchanged for a fixed or variable annuity. This is often missed. And life insurance can also be exchanged for a tax-qualified long-term care plan. Again, the last two, annuity and long-term care, these are often missed as exchange opportunities using life insurance. Now, a couple of caveats. The life insurance policy, if you're going from life to life, must be on the same person. If you're going from life to annuity or life to long-term care, same rule applies. I can't have dad with a life insurance policy and exchange it for an annuity for mom, as an example. Now, if it is a single life policy, I can't exchange that for a multi-life policy, such as a first to die or a second to die. So as an example, my dad, if he has a life insurance policy, couldn't exchange that for a second to die policy covering he and my mom. Now, the cost basis for the old policy, of course, is going to be carried over to the new policy, and this is going to include any cost associated with riders or ratings. And when, it's, when the opportunity is there to do an assignment, you want to use direct transfer of funds between the insurance carrier that you are moving from and the money that you're moving the insurance carrier to. It keeps it clean for the tax preparer. It keeps it clean for the IRS. And also important to remember, because with cash value life insurance, you can take out a loan. If the cash value policy you're exchanging has an outstanding balance, a loan that is due and payable, it can be exchanged for another policy with the same level of indebtedness, assuming the insurance company is willing to take that indebtedness. Now, if a loan is reduced in the exchange, there are tax consequences to that transaction. 
And if there's any recognized gains, they're going to be treated as ordinary income. Now, let's look at endowment contract, single premium life insurance. I cannot exchange a single premium contract for a contract that has ongoing regular payments, but I can't exchange one endowment contract for another. I can't exchange an endowment contract for an annuity or long-term care insurance. Again, remember, the endowment contract must meet the definition of life insurance if I'm exchanging one for another. Secondly, the payment provisions, the endowment provisions of the contract can exceed those in the old contract. As an example, if I'm going to exchange an endowment product, a single premium life insurance solution for a second solution that maybe includes living benefits the older policy doesn't have, the endowment period must be the same. So if the endowment period for the original contract was endowment at age 100, I can't exchange it for an endowment at age 120 contract. Those are not allowed under Section 135. And of course, if there's a recognized gain, taxes are due at ordinary income rates. Now, when it comes to an annuity, I cannot exchange annuity for life insurance. Life insurance can go to annuity, but annuity cannot go to life insurance. Remember that. Life insurance can go to annuity. Annuity cannot go to life insurance. So with an annuity contract, no life insurance option for 1035 exchange, no endowment option for 1035 exchange. But I can exchange one annuity contract for another. I can also exchange an annuity contract for a qualified long-term care contract. Now remember, the annuity contracts, if I'm doing an exchange or if I'm going from annuity to long-term care, must be payable to the same person. And of course, we want to use direct transfer of the funds when possible. It makes it cleaner for the tax preparer, again, cleaner for the IRS. And if a parcel exchange is initiated, maybe you're only moving part of the money from an annuity to another annuity or part of the money from an annuity to long-term care, you want to make sure you follow the appropriate IRS guidelines on the tax treatment of the exchanges. If it's an exchange of a contract prior to 2011, you want to refer to Revenue Procedure 2008-24. If it's a contract that was written in 2011 or later, refer to Revenue Procedure 2011-38. And, of course, any recognized gains, ordinary income. You should have figured that out by now. Now, when it comes to a qualified long-term care contract, you can exchange one qualified contract for another but I cannot exchange long-term care for life insurance or an annuity. So important again to remember, qualified LTC only gets exchanged for another qualified long-term care contract. Now, when we're thinking about 1035 exchanges, there are a couple of things you need to consider. Number one, the applicable surrender penalty on the existing policy. If it is a fairly new policy and the surrender period is high, you need to pay attention to that because you always want to make sure you're acting in the best interest of the client. By the same token, in a period of rising interest rates, is there a market value adjustment that may negatively impact the amount of cash available to do a 1035 exchange with? Are there outstanding loans? And if so, is the carrier you're considering moving to willing to accept the loan and under what terms? Are there going to be any tax penalties that are due if any gains are realized as part of a partial exchange that may take place? The other thing you have to ask yourself and have a conversation with the client about this, again, are they going to lose any benefits they currently have in the 1035 exchange if they're considering moving to a new policy? Are they going to lose an income rider? Are they going to lose an enhanced death benefit or chronic care or critical care benefits? Is there enhanced liquidity access they're going to lose, or are there other unique benefits that are important to them that they may lose 
if they engage in a 1035. Now, you also need to consider the fact that if you're taking out a new contract, you're inviting that client to enter into a new surrender period. By the same token, there is now a new incontestability period, and there's a new suicide period if we're moving to life insurance. You may have new premiums that are available, and if you're moving from life insurance policy A to B, and the individual seven years older, can they afford the increase in premium cost? Because as they get older, the cost of insurance rises. We also need to look at are there adverse health issues that maybe the client didn't have when they took out the original policy that may now create a potential rating in the new policy. These are important things you want to consider, and any tax-free exchange that you have conversation with around your client needs to add value to the client. It needs to solve a problem to meet a need or to help them create a goal or an objective if their needs or their situation has changed. But I will say this. Used powerfully, Section 1035, utilizing tax-free exchanges, can be a powerful tool in your toolbox. So I want to remind you, don't overlook these opportunities. This is where gathering a fact finder can be so, so important because you can identify what they own, why they bought the product in the first place, whether or not it's working, and whether or not their needs have changed, and they may need to repurpose those dollars to accomplish another goal or objective. Sometimes when they don't have additional cash, but they need additional benefits for some reason that are more pressing than prior benefits, having a conversation around 1035 could be a great conversation to have. There's trade-offs with any 1035 exchange, so again, make sure you're acting in the best interest of the client and providing what they want and need and meeting their needs at the highest level. If you've got questions with that or you want us to review a fact finder that you're working on with a client and see if there's a 1035 opportunity there, give us a call at Vision Advisors. 1-800-505-8489 is our number. You can also visit our website, visionadvisorsinc.com. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and you can schedule a consultation with any of our business consultants to review a case you're working on. And while you're at the website, be sure you're following our Facebook and LinkedIn pages where we're sharing conversation starters that lead to sales every single day. And you're going to want to click on our YouTube channel. Click on the subscribe button and the little, the little bell right beside it. Over 200 quality training videos there that we add videos just like this every single week. 24-7, 365, no password. We believe if we provide you the tools you need and the education you need, you're going to want to do more business with Vision Advisors. And with that said, I want to thank you for taking time to be with me for this edition of Insight with Vision. I'm John Terry. Thanks for joining me. And on behalf of all of us here at Vision Advisors, have a great day.